0: Hello and welcome to the Theology Meets Reality podcast, the podcast for people who seek to follow Christ in the midst of the messiness of life and parenting. We are Lisa and Greg Casimir, and we're not afraid to deviate from the norm of culture, even Christian culture, to make sure that we're applying what we believe about God to how we live. This is season two of our podcast where we're talking about finding hope in suffering. This is a difficult but important topic that we want to cover because distinguishing what God has to say on suffering compared to what we hear from the culture will help us in our own suffering and give us grace and power to help others. One of the beautiful truths about suffering is that God enters into it with us. And many times it's through the cracks of pain in our lives that God's light shines the brightest. In this episode, episode 11, we're talking about pain, physical pain and illness. We've talked about emotional suffering, but physical suffering is all around us and can be very severe and difficult to endure ourselves and to see in the world around us. What light does the Bible shed on this? Is our thinking in line with scripture? Join us for a discussion and for some hope in spite of suffering. Welcome to the podcast today, everyone. I'm here with my husband, Greg. Greg. Hi, everybody. It's good to be here. Yeah. good to be here. It's good to be here with you, Greg. Always Always a pleasure
1: to be with you, Al.
0: So, Greg, I'm starting a new feature on the podcast. I haven't thought of, like, a catchy name for it yet, so maybe you can think on that. But, like, I have a book that's basically filled with lots of wonderful quotes, and they're too good to keep to myself. Like, a book that I've kept, where, like, I've kept quotes from books and other things I've heard and read and written down like my favorite quotes.
1: Okay. So like and a so, quote for the podcast? Yeah. Situation? So okay. it's going
0: to be like a quote of the podcast, like a QOTP or a quote of the two weeks. Cause we do it about every two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Q O T two W.
1: The bi-monthly quote.
0: Which kind of goes very smoothly. Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> the, bi-monthly, the bi-monthly quote. The yeah. quote extravaganza.
1: The quotacular.
0: The spectacular quotacular of the day. Yeah. The quotes are better than these, but we'll think. <laughs> maybe next. Check us out next time. Maybe we'll come up with something. Email us. Email us your brilliant theology idea. meets
1: reality at
0: outlook.com. There you go. You're on it tonight, Greg. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so this is a quote from my commonplace book and this one i don't know if they always apply like directly to what we're talking about but this one really really does it's a quote from eugene peterson in his book a long obedience in the same direction which i highly recommend by the way here's the quote a christian is a person who decides to face and live through suffering if we do not make that decision we're endangered on every side a man or woman of faith who fails to acknowledge and deal with suffering becomes at last either a cynic or a melancholic or a suicide. Wow. <laughs> so a Christian, according to Eugene Peterson, a Christian is a person who decides to face and live through suffering. And that if we don't understand that, we're in trouble. Do you agree? Disagree?
1: Yeah. Well, I I yeah, I think that you definitely are going to face trouble. I'm just trying to think of like, um, like what's the? I guess the cynic would be the one that's like, I don't know, obviously suicide. Like that's that one's fairly obvious, right? And the melancholic is just someone who's just like, like low grade sad all the right. time. So then the cynic is the person who's just like. Um living their life in such a way that they're like denying their mortality.:
0: I think it, that a cynic in this case would be somebody who is a Christian and then they come across suffering, and then they're like, "This is not this is not Christianity. this is not what I wanted. this is not what I was supposed to get." And then they back out. Like, basically, they expected to get something like blessing, comforting from religion. And if that's not what they're getting, because they're getting suffering, then they become cynical about religion, about God. That's how could God do this? How could a compassionate God, like, have caused suffering to me when I'm so good?
1: Oh, I thought those three categories of people were not Christians.
0: No, it says a man or woman of faith who fails to acknowledge and deal with suffering.
1: Oh, okay. All right. All right. right. Yeah. So
0: if you think about it that way, does that make more sense?
1: Yeah. A little bit more. Yeah.
0: So even a person of faith can become cynical or melancholic or suicidal if they don't decide to face and live through suffering. According to Eugene Peterson. Gotcha. Okay. Okay.
1: I mean, it is, like, what we're called to, right? Like, in this world, you will have suffering, but take heart. Right. So.
0: Yeah, and to expect that is, I think, a big part of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you don't have to go so far as to, like, embrace it. But you, yeah, you you have to, if you face it, like, you know, knowing that you are indwelt by the Holy Spirit and, like, God is with you, through it, even called you to it to see you through to the other side and make you more like Christ, first and foremost, through it. Um, and then to like be able and willing to minister to other people who are going through or have gone through similar things like that. It's a high calling.
0: Yeah, it really is. And I think sometimes we don't know what we're in for. But the Bible does tell us to count the cost. It's kind of like if we're in Scripture, like we should be able to Figure it out. Though sometimes I know we read scripture and we ignore what we want to ignore and take what we want to in- enjoy.
1: Yeah, which is why it's important to read the Bible many times because, um, yes. depending on your, you know, your mental and emotional and spiritual state, like you'll get different things out of it. Very true. And you know, it's like I've read Second Corinthians a hundred times and I never knew X right. or whatever. I never noticed that. It says. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And to read the Bible and community too.
1: Also important.
0: All right. So what we're talking about today, this is a hard topic. I actually tried to skip this one and started writing the next podcast, but then I felt like God was calling me back to the topic of illness and pain. It's just so prevalent um, I have not experienced a lot of physical pain in my life and also like the pain, the physical pain I have had, I feel like I haven't really dealt well with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to speak from a, you know, it's easy to like talk about pain when you're happy and not in pain, but, um, you know, we're praying that we're coming from like a compassionate place in like a biblical place with much compassion and care for the so many people who are suffering greatly with physical pain. Um, yeah, it's hard to write about suffering that so many bear when I currently don't. There was, um, a time when we had a child who had brain surgery in the children's hospital and we were there for a week in the children's hospital. And it's like, I I
1: do not recommend.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I do. I like we knew he was in pain, and like we expected that. But what I did, what was not prepared for, was seeing all the other children in the children's hospital. Yeah, that was so overwhelmingly, and their families in the waiting, crushing. And for me, it was the children because it was like I'm walking on two feet, healthy, into the hospital, and there are so many kids who are greatly suffering. You can just tell by looking at them. Um and that just felt wrong because it is wrong. I mean, that's not the way the world's supposed to be. Right. Because God's gonna put it all to rights one day, right?
1: That's yep. What, yep. So we said.
0: Um last time. Anyway. The Bible says. But that was just like this re- for me, this really like clear, heavy picture of just physical suffering that felt very wrong because we're I'm seeing it in little kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: On a huge scale, like in a large children's hospital. Um but we can't just go by what we see and by what we like experience and feel. We have to go to scripture. And so that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to talk about what the Bible has to say about physical suffering, how our culture understands illness and pain. And then we're going to ask a couple questions about how the church is doing with this topic. And then, of course, we're always going to end with a bright spot because there is hope in suffering. So let's dive, dive into what the Bible says about physical suffering. Um, just like we talked about before when we we're talking about any sort of emotional pain and suffering, um, illness, pain, and death are a result of the fault. They're not like God's intention for the world. Um, but it was because of humanity's sin, and that's what makes it so difficult. Like we look around and we know, which actually may be like some of the I don't know if that like that would be part of like God's revelation, but the idea like any person should like be able to look around and go, hey, like that kid who's very sick, like that's That's not how the world's supposed to be
1: right I, I mean, yeah, most people will say like kids they they should be out like running around and like playing outside, yeah. like it's not it's not right that they're you know in a wheelchair or yeah, they've got a chronic illness that prevents them from playing at all with other kids,
0: yeah, yeah, it seems like we know that we also know that pain and illness are rampant in scripture, I mean all over scripture i just pulled out a few things just like off the top of my head
1: and there's so much of the old mosaic law that pertains to illness and like you know the ritual cleansing and everything. that's true
0: too yeah i didn't even think about that whole thing but like yeah the whole idea of like how we actually physically practically deal with illness because it's so rampant yeah um so sometimes in scripture we see pain and illness as the result of human sin. So a really obvious example is like when Cain killed Abel. Um, And then sometimes it's the result of persecution. So an example of that is like the Israelites being slaves in Egypt. Sometimes pain and illness is the result of sin. So an example of that was when God gave Miriam leprosy because of her sin in Numbers 12. And then Job's illness was unique as far as we know, because of course they're, Maybe and very likely are other circumstances where it's like the spiritual war, spiritual world is doing something that we don't know about, and so Job ended up suffering physically because of like God and Satan talking out. Yeah, uh,
1: very likely. So that's a different Impossible.
0: circumstance, and we just can't see it. Um. And then in John chapter 9, there's a man born blind, and Jesus says the reason he was born blind was to show the work of God in his life. So, those are like many different reasons given for pain and illness in Scripture. Um, and there are many other instances of people dealing with disease, physical disabilities, etc., that are not specifically addressed as to why. Most of the time, we don't know why, but they are all over the Bible. And of course, we see this all over the world today as well. So, when Jesus was on earth, he healed many people of diseases and physical problems, and he sent his disciples to heal as well. And, of course, this was also supposed to be a sign of the Messiah that he would heal, that he would help the blind to see, and the lame to walk, and the deaf to hear, right? Again, it's like showing the kingdom is here. Like, when the kingdom comes, right, everyone will be healthy again. Um, And so, he's like bringing the kingdom. But, of course, and Jesus did heal many people, and the disciples healed people. But there were people he didn't heal when he was on earth
1: right yeah, that's why the um the well, the four friends like lowered their their ill friend through the roof because there was they knew there was no chance to get anywhere near Jesus for him to heal their friend uh, the, the, you know there was just constantly a throng of people crowded around jesus um and so like he he didn't just like, you know, like blast out healing. It was all very right. intentional, very could purposeful. Have, yeah.
0: yeah, but he left some people not healed. Right. And we see the same today because there are people that God heals mm-hmm. and there are people he doesn't. So when we talk about pain and physical suffering, in Psalm 38, it's a psalm when David is actually Being afflicted with physical suffering because of his sin. It says that in the psalm. So in this circumstance, we know why he's suffering. And it's because of his own sin. He says, "Um, Your arrows pierce me. Your hand presses me down. My whole body's sick because of your judgment. I'm deprived of health because of my sin. My wounds are infected and starting to smell because of my foolish sins. And there's a lot more to it. So when David is suffering because of his own sin, what does he do? And the answer is he cries out to God and asks for God's mercy. He says, Oh God, do not continue to rebuke me in your anger. Do not continue to punish me in your raging fury. And then the end says, do not abandon me. O oh Lord, my God, do not remain far away from me. Hurry and help me. O oh Lord, my deliverer. And he's confident that God will respond, even though his sin is the reason for his pain. So I feel like that, shows us that in any circumstance when we're suffering from pain we should be able to be boldly cry out to God in our suffering as well if david can ask god to heal his pain that is the result of his own sin then we could ask for healing from our pain you know whether or not we know the cause of it
1: yeah of course we can bring all our prayers and petitions before god
0: yes and then Jesus chose to suffer physically. We know that. Like, we know Jesus experienced great suffering, great physical suffering in his life and death. And, of course, we're his disciples and are to follow that. Um, it's an example of Jesus showing empathy, right? Like, Jesus can understand, like, our physical pain, not just, like, with a head knowledge. Like, I mean, God is so mighty that even if he... um never became incarnated like he could understand our pain but jesus actually did like take on flesh and empty himself and suffer physically so he knows what it's like and he can be empathetic and caring in our pain we don't suffer alone or with someone who doesn't know what it's like right and then greg i wanted to talk about how we're to care for the sick. So can you read from Matthew 25, starting in verse 31? Yep.
1: Yeah. But when the Son of Man comes in glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate them as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on the right, come. You who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison or and visit you? And the king will tell them, I assure you when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say away with you. You cursed ones into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. That's one extra verse.
0: (laughs) No charge. Um, (laughs) So how are we supposed to deal with people who are suffering physically? Well, it's pretty clear because we're supposed to care for the sick. And when we do so, we're actually doing it for Jesus as well.
1: Yeah, doing it to Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next question, obvious, I think kind of comes up is, why does God allow this? How do we endure it? These questions we're going to try to tackle on the next podcast. We're going to talk about why we got to allow suffering and then like some ideas for how to endure really, really difficult suffering. So catch us next time, next time on the next podcast. Um, Okay. So we've seen what the Bible says about pain and illness, but what does the culture say? So Greg, like I was thinking generally, I feel like, culture sees illness pain as a bad thing with no good in it like generally do you think that's true
1: yeah i would say so um there's an entire industry built around the idea of like making you feel better Mm -hmm. and you know like take these medicines to take care of Whatever, and right. just like you know, we're just trying to get you to feel better. Right. Um, so yeah, it's they they're generally viewed as bad, and that like we're just looking to stop that in a, the most expedient way possible. Yeah, is how I feel like the culture views
0: it. Yeah, I was thinking like generally, illness and pain are bad and should be avoided. The only thing that was like popping in my head was like the song lyric or like that quote where people say like, "What doesn't kill you makes you stronger." And I'm like, I think people kind of say that like after the fact, like, <laughs> yeah, it's not like really I've less. survived it and yeah. therefore it
1: did make me stronger.
0: Yeah. I feel like people don't generally see like a benefit in pain and suffering or purpose in pain and suffering, like in our larger culture.
1: Yeah. No, not at all. I, well, I can't say not at all, but yeah. it seems to be that they, you know, they don't see a purpose in it that there's. That they're very much like, you know, this is just something I endured, and you know, I want it over with, kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I was just thinking about like I've heard, and this is again like a small portion of the world. Like I was trying to look up more stuff on like um, death with death with dignity is like what they call it when it's like assisted suicide because people are very sick. Um, are in a lot of pain but a lot of times people will say that like that's brave Um, you know what I mean
1: yeah yeah that you know there's some grains of truth to that Um, but it, it also has everything to do with like your view of life and your purpose and what you can do while you are living
0: yeah so if we can kind of, it seems like we can kind of sum up the culture's idea is like avoid pain and illness. It's bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we do have an innate, um, like, fear uh, of danger and suffering. And so it wouldn't make sense that by extension, culture like wants those things to not happen and if they do happen to make it as short as possible and minimize um you know the duration of it yeah not to say that like as christians we're like cheering for pain
0: right no yeah
1: we'll get to that that's the next section
0: the church Well, the church I was just going to kind of ask these two general questions or three general questions, which is like, do we accept physical suffering as part of the Christian life?
1: There's certainly a subsection that uh, have the mindset that like, if you are suffering, you're doing it wrong. Right. That, you know, that means that you've done something bad and you're being punished. Right. Um, so the, there is absolutely a group that are like, that's not part of the Christian life. If you want, there's no, cl- they, they would, they seem to say there's no clearer evidence that you are not living a Christian life than the fact that you are suffering. Yeah. Um, which is
0: way out in left field.
1: Um, uh, but there, I, I there are certainly um, Christians that you know, Fred, that Christ said, like in this life you will have suffering, and they they know that and they acknowledge it. It's spoken of in the epistles, um. So they're aware of it, and they know that it it is like you should expect it, and not be blindsided when it comes. It's not to say your life will be uninterrupted suffering mm-hmm. but that it will be an occurrence in your life and that you know be prepared for it because you know you're going to have to deal with it
0: I feel like this is where like community comes in really well um and with some of the other things we're going to talk about too like caring for sick and for bearing one another's burdens but um when we are in true community like we're going to see people who are experiencing suffering like physical pain and suffering Mm -hmm. and they can just like watching them um and then of course helping them but even just like watching their witness of like enduring pain over time can be so um like helpful uplifting like encouraging
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it also, like, it'll, it'll, it will equip you, and the person not currently suffering, um, with a, an example of, like, a person of faith enduring for Christ's sake, um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um... I think that's really, really helpful. And then another question I wanted to ask is, do we care for the sick? Like as the church?
1: Um, I? I think we, uh, I heard this in a podcast recently and I don't listen to many, but I don't want to put any on a spot that in the United States, at the very least, we, there's like a, bit of a habit of like helping people helping the sick and everything like elsewhere like out of the country on a mission trip Mm -hmm. and then not so much here at home yeah and i think that's true yeah um yeah there are a couple missions in our local area that are really good about um like helping people who are in need. Um, but I don't know of any that specifically, like, I don't know of any church ministries that are specifically for the sick.
0: I wouldn't even think like you need a ministry. Like, I just mean like people to people, right? Like do like, if if each church member cared for someone who was sick, do you see what I mean? Like oh, yeah. it doesn't need to be a ministry. That's true. Do we care for the sick? in our family, in our neighborhood, in our church, our community. Um, Even like, do we care for those who are caring for the sick? You know, a lot of people are like the main caregivers for people who are sick or chronically ill or special needs children. It's like, we can care for those people by giving them breaks or helping them in other ways too. I mean, it's a question like, the listeners can consider like where they are in their church in their community but like do we care for the sick because it's something God tells us to do. Yeah. And then the second question kind of follows do we bear one another's burdens? Like are the people who are physically suffering left feeling like they're on their own to bear it?
1: That's a good question. I would uh, you know you would hope not but yeah. I mean there's Particularly with Chronic illnesses Um Like people People Just kind of Get Tired Of it And so You know I've I've read Stories of People who Are chronically ill Or have kids who are chronically ill And like The community support Is like really great In the beginning Mm -hmm. Um and it endures for a good while, but then it just tapers off, and they're like kind of on their own again. And everyone else is living their lives like nothing's happened, and so uh, that's where the community is a, a a huge part, much more so than just the church, because the community mm-hmm. of friends. Will like stay rallied around you and they will check up on you and they will do things to help you. Um, which is why it's important to be in community with fellow Christians,
0: yeah, and why we need to have margin in our life. Like, I feel like if we don't have space, could because where our calendars are really busy or our to do list is busy with like tasks. We don't necessarily have space to bear one another's burdens, to endure pain with another person. Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no headspace. There's no emotional. Um, uh, lost the word, but yeah, there's no room to actually give anything to anyone else because. Right. Like you're running from sun up to sundown and dealing with your own stuff. so Right.
0: Yeah. Something to consider. Um, in suffering, we are united in our humility and in our need for Jesus. Like all of us are suffering in some way. And of course, like if there's nothing going on right now, like there will be or there has been because suffering is part of the Christian life. And we all need Jesus. And it's really easy to see in our times of suffering, how much we all need Jesus. Um, there's a quote that says, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. Like everybody, no matter what your Is that another station, one from your book? No, I forgot to put who that's from, but I figure it's kind of general enough. No, it's probably no. like a thing that yeah. you can find. Yeah. Um, and But like it, it, it puts us all in the same place, right? Like no matter who you are at the foot of the cross, like we're all, all the same. Um, and unity is, of course, one of God's primary goals for the church, and so there we all stand. Like we all need Jesus in our different ways, like whatever we're going through. Yeah. Um. Okay. Unless you want to say more on that, I was going to move to our bright spot. No, I think we're good. <laughs> okay. Um. So we were talking about pain and how the culture just doesn't see any value in it, and one of the bright spots. Like one of the positive things about being a Christian is that like our pain does have a purpose. Our pain is not just for no reason and completely unnecessary. Um, and that makes such a difference. Um, I've gone through several (laughs) like labor and childbirths without medication. And one of the reasons that that one of the things that greatly helped me endure it is it was pain with a purpose. It's not like I broke my foot and just like hurting for no reason. You know what I mean? Like there was a reason for it and there was going to be an end to it and there, like the baby was the result of it. it. Makes it so much easier to endure pain than something else. Yeah. Similarly, like all of our Christian pain, like what, even if it's a broken foot or whatever, um, is not without purpose because God uses suffering to change us to be more like Christ he uses it to draw us to him and to show Christ to the world those are just a few of the ways but those your suffering is not for naught. it's not for no reason um, and of course you're never neglected God is always with you and knows from personal experience like what it's like to suffer and he will be with you and help you to endure it Do you want to give the benediction?
1: Sure. Almighty and immortal God, giver of life and health, we implore your mercy for your servants that by your blessing upon them and upon those who minister to them with your healing gifts, they may be restored to health of body and mind according to your gracious will and may give thanks to you and your holy church through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening. We appreciate all of our listeners and are praying for you. If you'll take two minutes to rate and review our brand new podcast, we would be so grateful. For more information on today's episode, head to theologymeetsreality.com. Until next time, follow Christ, not culture.